Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Flames Fancast. It's been a while, but it's good to be back. However, if you're the Flames, you probably weren't saying that after the All-Star break. Why did you get this non-twist-off beard? It's twist-off. I twisted mine off. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, there we go. Hey. Yeah, nice job. Anyhow, yeah. a little theory. <clears throat> this podcast is not brought to you by Philips Shortwave <laughs> West Coast Pale Ale. 5.2% alcohol. Per yeah. We, we, we ready? Yep, I'm good. On a complete side note, if you're a, if you're a, if you're a Star Trek fan, oh. we made uh, we made Romulan ale tonight, and it is potent. It is it has grain alcohol in the recipe, so it's a stiff one for sure. But it looks and tastes good. So, but but we're responsible in the sense that we're not really drinking too much before the podcast because we might say something that we will actually regret. Like that has never happened before. But I haven't really regretted what I've said before in any episode, but this will make me say things I regret and call women that I regret. I will regret calling later as well. Like it just, it's just not a good idea. So anyhow, you have. So I thought that perhaps that long break over the all-star break for us was too long for us to sit there and think about how good we are because we were sitting pretty on top of the West. I can't remember if it was six or three or five points clear of San Jose, second place in the NHL, first in the West. I think we took that time and thought, damn, we're good. And then we came out of the all-star break and things hit a bit of a roadblock. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you look at the way we handled things as well, I think we perpetuated this this uh, poor streak that we went through, um, it, it lasted longer than it probably should have. I think you, you sit there and we all always, you know, blame the goalies or, or mostly we blame Smith and all that stuff. But fairness, Smith it has played like a, quite well. Like it was last a whole couple team of, thing. It is a whole team thing. And when Johnny's not producing, you see how, how much we lack, right? The first line, they, I think next game they're going to break out again. But that first line was not you know, producing what they were producing before. And there you go. We look exposed when that's not happening, right? Well, let's, if I look at the Pittsburgh game, we had two, two relatively good periods, the first and the second, the second being a really strong period. But I also look at that and think it's about time we had a goalie play like Murray did against us. They usually play against us and the guy stands on his head. Murray was just, he had an off game and, it had been a long time since I remember an opposition goalie having an off game against us. But at the same time, we didn't really batten down the hatches in the third. We went into it 5-2. We went in Cavalier. They got two quick goals, uh, relatively quick speaking, and we had to hold them off in the third. We were just fighting the fire in the third, and there it didn't go so well, really, because... Our attitude was reminiscent of what it had been in the games prior where we hadn't shown up, we hadn't turned up. Our effort levels were not great, not 100%, not even in the top level, and we got punished for it. Was your uh, PTSD kicking in when the Penguins made a one-goal game? Because <laughs> I'll tell you, my, my fucking PTSD You know, was I was watching it hard. on the stream uh, that was, I'm going to say, Penguin-centric. And the guy was saying, oh, the Flames need to play the best five minutes of they've played this season if they're going to hold off the pens. So I guess that was the best five minutes they've played this season, holding off the pens. But aside from that, it was just, yeah. I mean, 5-2, five, five, one period left. Go out there, shut up shop, even try to get another goal. We, we didn't really do any of those things. We looked disjointed disorganized, unsure of ourselves, lacking in confidence. I mean, and I thought prior to that Pittsburgh game, it was an awful way to end the road trip, but hey, we got out of there with the two points. It wasn't the greatest win I've ever seen, but we did it. We got away with a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. Well, we gave up a lot of penalties. We gave them a lot of power plays, and they capitalized. And but I mean more of their the, goaltending was bad. 
I think more the the road trip in general, we kind of got away with it in like from a point standpoint because we lost two games in the shootout, which we got two points, and then we won this game, and then we lost only one in in uh, so four in regular, yeah in regulation. So we got basically half the points that we potentially could have gotten, and that's not. But it doesn't a bad feel thing. like that. No, it doesn't feel like that at all, especially those those uh, shootout losses. I, I'm still trying to figure out why our guys won't even try Deke. It, it really drives me crazy. They don't even try it, like, as if you're going to get any worse. Um, but, like, and we have the lead. We've put ourselves in a position this year where we can have a bad stretch of games and we won't get punished much in the standings other than perhaps just getting dethroned from first in the West, which, which happened. But... Again, like it wasn't, it wasn't totally detrimental that we were able to get at least half the points thanks to the loser point, which I'm personally against. But I mean, that's a different topic. But I think in general, like the guys, like okay, we got the win now, we got the monkey off the back. It's time for the first line, especially Johnny, to start filling his flow again because without him, we look very, very exposed when it comes to being able to score goals. I just noticed too against Pittsburgh, our our particularly our zone entry on the power play, I think that that goose is cooked. Everyone knows about what we're going to do. Gio drops it to Johnny. Johnny skates in. It looked really, really, really bad. And it, it just, it was so obvious that even me, some bum fan hack sitting at home, knew exactly what was going to happen. Imagine what the Penguins thought. I think Johnny also was overcompensating with the entry. Because he was fighting the puck for the last few games now. I think he was trying maybe a little too much at the line. When in reality, you would see him at, at times distribute the puck before he enters the zone. When he knows that he's up against some formidable defense that's just like... He, they got his angles covered, right? Sure. And he wasn't trying that. He wasn't trying to distribute. He actually still tried to force it in. And I think that's him trying to be like, I got I to gotta get out of my slump because these guys... Like, I, I got to get out of it. Without him, the creativity of our offense is dead. Yeah, it's, it's minimalized, that's for sure. Well, I mean, it's, it's telling that, you know, Monaghan and Lindholm continue to just try to get him to set everything up because he is your playmaker. He is the guy that gives them the space to score their goals. Um, and they were not, they weren't generating much without him playing well. No. And it's a scary thought, right? Because... I mean, we all knew it, but we didn't really see it till recently. Wow. Uh, not the greatest time to get into a slump, but not the worst either, I guess. I think they're going to get out of it now. Like, I think the, the Phoenix game should be, it should be a good game for us. And then we come, I mean, we're home next game, right? Well, we so, have home, Arizona, New York Islanders, Anaheim. Is that right? I think so, yeah. The toughest game being the Islanders. Absolutely. Um, but it's all home games. So th- this is an excellent opportunity for us to Got a relatively soft going. run of games coming up here for February. And then away to the Sens, the Islanders, the Devils, home to the Wild. Yeah. Should be an area where you can pick up a, a mitt full of points here, that's for sure. But, I mean, San Jose's bearing down on us pretty hard. Do you think we'll fend them off for first in the Pacific, or do you think they'll get it? My confidence in it now is a little bit lower, but I think we'll at least put up a good fight for it. I'm not totally convinced we'll They, they we'll seem be to be one. coming into stride right about now. They seem to be getting the crucial win, the crucial goal when they need it. They have that big save when it comes, and I don't know if we're necessarily getting that at this point in time. But this is where experience is going to tower us, right? We're relatively inexperienced versus them. So you look at their... But, but we have James Neal. Yeah, but he might be gone for a long time. That was a bad injury. Oh, so I thought you meant we traded him. No, no, he's like he's just not active yeah, he's to hurt. play. Yeah, he's hurt badly. So what leaves? What kind of experience do we have on this team right now that we can compare to like to to someone like a San Jose or Geo, um, and you got Smith. Yeah, but I meant like consistent playoff experience too. Like these guys, they get that next level of play well it seems like every team has kind of stepped up their game a little bit 
after the All-Star break. Everyone yeah. seems to be a little bit tougher. Uh, we haven't quite hit that gear yet, I don't think. But but I'm, my worry is, is do we have that extra gear like these other guys do? We definitely do. do. I mean, do you, do you remember? I don't remember how many seasons ago it was, but there was a game against... I think it was the, the year where we made the playoffs and we played Vancouver in the first round. And to get in, we had to beat L.A. in L.A. And we did. And it was a great game. And we brought it up to that extra gear. We, L.A. experienced veteran team, won two cups, such and such and such. And we went in there and we took the playoff spot. They did not get it. I mean, we definitely have it. It's just when can we call upon that weapon in our arsenal to use it? Um, in fairness, our team is about... 50% different from that. Johnny was there. Monty was, was there. there. Backlund was there. Gio was there. Brody was there. Yeah, the D was a little different, sure, but... Especially our D now, right? Very 50% of them might not have been there, but 50% were. And it was the core 50% that were there. Yeah, I'm, all I'm saying is that we are at a disadvantage when it comes to the experience kicking into the next gear, right? We're still trying to... That much is true. Yeah, we're still trying to feel the gear into sixth gear here. Like, I, I think they're just... They got to find that stride. The only way they'll stri- find that stride, let's win a couple games, and then it's, it's somehow they got to just build that so, momentum to go into that so next gear. Do you gear. think it's f- number one in Pacific, Flames or Sharks? Well, the heart says the flames, but right now I think it's going to be the Sharks. I think that experience just it, it, it puts them to that next level that we just can't keep up with right now. I'm going to say it goes down to the wire and we just get it. I would be ecstatic if that happened for sure. Yeah, because if you look at those wildcard teams, much nicer to play than Vegas, that's for sure. But uh, either way, we're looking at San Jose in the second round anyhow, so doesn't matter too much mm. that's what the second round matchup is going to be um that's that's going to be a big ticket item i think if we get there we have to of course we have to win our first round but i, I might be getting ahead of myself forgive me but no it's exciting still like we we yeah we as fans should not get down on the guys when when they go through slumps like this these these things are going to happen it's just a part of the game we should still be very excited about this team. They are still very high in the standings. They are one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Sure, our goaltending needs work, but otherwise we have a really good young core group of players. We have nowhere to go but up from here. So everyone should be excited and everyone should have high expectations of these guys. And that's partially going to motivate them to get to that next level we're talking about. Like just fan pressure. You know, the, the city's looking, looking to these guys for, with some, for some inspiration, right? Like, the city needs this. Something. Yeah, we do. The city really needs this. This city has turned into a very depressing place sometimes. You go downtown, you know, vacancy rates are in the high 30s to low 40%. Like, you, you have people losing their jobs. Oil industry's still not doing well. Like, the city needs some sort of fun, good thing to look forward to. And this is... And outside from Stampede, fuck Stampede. I want... A playoff run, right? That that's what's going to get people out and about and enjoying themselves. And that's not just one week. That's a good couple months where we're going to be playing hockey, and we do need it. And I I need it. Fuck, I want to go down to 17th and celebrate with a bunch of strangers because that's so fun. I don't know these people, and I'm we're arm in arm jumping around like that's that's a good feeling. You know, this place turns into the Oscars of idiocy, but I mean that's the fun nature of this whole thing no it doesn't it totally does have you been to vancouver or montreal yeah that's that's pure idiocy i meant i meant idiocy in a nice way just kind of like we're all just getting drunk and stupid and we just have a good time and cheer like it's a fun time class classy idiocy classy idiocy organized idiocy i believe they just call that your your personality that that's right up my alley so you talked about goudreau being in a a a glut of form here that wasn't typical to his prior to the All-Star break. Let's talk about Kachuk, who's, I think, now, what, seven, eight games pointless? He didn't, he didn't get a point against Pittsburgh, did he? I, I, I'll check right now, but I don't, I don't, think, he I don't think he did. Yeah. Um, um, it's a bit tough for him. I mean, wh- what do you think? He, no. he just needs... Oh, he, he got, got an assist. He got yeah. an assist. But, um, but I, I know what you're talking about. He, he's had a spell here where he's had very yeah. minimal impact. I, I think, give him time. There was a... Do you, do you think 
let me ask you this because he came out and said, you know, yeah, it's interesting that Matthew signed his contract because that sets the bar. And right about the time that he said that, he didn't score or didn't get any points. He started that slump. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Do Just th- one eye on the money? Are you, so are you insinuating that the performance, like, uh, this kind I of think, performance think, is going to get him a better contract? No, I'm, I'm saying that he started to think about himself getting a contract oh, okay. in the Matthews bracket and then bang. He's not, well, he needs to be realistic. He's that, not going to get the Matthews contract, no, right? Yes. I don't know. I would, I would fire my agent if he was trying to fill me with that <laughs> nonsense because that really is nonsense. But if it's, if it's him thinking to himself, well, there's a Dreisaitl-like contract that could be in my future, then I maybe. Think in the article, he said every year there's someone who sets the mark. Yeah, but... Matthews being the guy for this year, right? But it's all inflated and it's all relative, right? Like, what if you sign, let's just say for the sake of discussion, what if you sign Kachuk for $8 million for like the next six years? Like, it may not look good now, but it might look good five years when everyone else is getting paid probably a couple more million more than that for lesser players. Right, right. right. So it's... How do you know that though, right? It's, it's, it's no, you don't know it. But I mean, you don't know it. But I mean, if what you do know is that the contracts do get inflated over time, like we can easily put together like stats on that. That's easy. But I think when it comes to Kachuk, I think I don't think he enjoyed Peters experimenting with him between his, the second line and the third line. He was hovering for a little bit there. I don't like that part of Peters for the Just most part. Just kind of part. ruthless juggling? Yeah, like, okay, I like the juggling. I like the method that he has going. It has worked for the majority of the players, but I think there are certain staple players you can't do that to, and Kachuk's one of them. You can't move a guy like Kachuk off the second line, really, unless it's really warranted, in, in a bad way, of course. Like, you need to keep your stars as tight to their other star teammates as much as possible it's one thing to double shift like johnny into the third or fourth line but you'll never ever ever try him on the third line outright or even the second line for that matter why would you do that you would just kill his confidence right um so i think kachuk will get over this no problem he's got the best character on the team as far as i've seen in terms of playing the game, playing hard every game, but I think he needs a little consistency from the coaches. I just, I, I honestly think it just got to his head a little bit. It could be seeing stars, seeing his name on TSN.ca, Kachuk signs, you know, blah 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 blah. But I don't think he, he's going to have a tendency to become the, the prima donna of sorts. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't have that character, so I think he just didn't he'll seem like himself those games. You know, he hasn't seen like his usual self lately. Hasn't been an agitator. Hasn't been a goal threat. Has just been kind of running at sixty percent, the usual capacity. It's true. I mean, I, I've I've definitely noticed a bit of a dip in his in his. Uh determination every game but it'll come back i, I think oh definitely I, th- yeah. I think you know part of it is that the team wasn't playing very well either right so you know like everybody kind of gets overshadowed with this poor performance that everyone else is like uh like w- what are we doing here like let's get it back together we, we were first in the west we didn't get here by fluke so we got to make this thing work i mean you look at backland right like back if anything backland's upped his game in yes, the last, he has. In yes. the last probably 10 games or so. Froelich, and, too. And Froelich, too. Like, Froelich played very well against the Penguins. Yeah, he did. But I, I agree with you, man. Like, but at the same time, whatever the issue is with Kachuk, it's well, you just put faith in the guy that it's like, dude, just get I, over it. And I noticed, too, like, there's a lot of people on point for record years this year. And I just, I just hope we manage to culminate that into something great. And whatever Absolutely. that is. I'll be happy with, but I just don't want to see it go to waste as in a first-round playoff exit. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that, especially the way this team is playing, the way this year has gone, the way we've clicked and gelled. We definitely deserve it's at impressive. least round two, at least. And we deserve a cup every year. If Edmonton gets a first-round draft pick every year, we deserve a cup every year. Well, they're tanking, so they will get a first pick. <laughs> they, they may get the first pick They're this year. so awful. Ah. Are you... Um, what a trade, by the way. Yeah, amazing. Talbot for... Amazing. Just a, or who's that guy? Stolarz. Um, 
Yeah. Am I what? If you're the thirsty, agent, yes. speaking of... I'm thirsty. Yeah, that too. I'm really holding myself from drinking this Romulan ale because <laughs> I actually do feel it a little bit already. And I've Romulan ale should be illegal. Yeah, this is... It is. You know, Worf got drunk on Romulan ale. Worf. Yeah. Like you, if Worf. you're a Klingon getting fucking drunk on this shit, then there's a, this is definitely strong. Um, speaking of the, the pressure and agents and all that, um, what do you think Matthew is going to get signed for? Kachuk? Yeah. Oh man. You know, this is a whole, this is a real sticky situation, right? Because you've got Goudreau and Monaghan on these contracts that are below Geo. The benchmark was that no one gets a contract higher than Geo. And the NHL has changed, right? The salary cap is growing. The amount you can spend on marquee players is going up. And Kachuk is not wrong in wanting more than $7 million, the way these current players are going. I mean, what did Marner get? Eight point something? Or Marner hasn't signed yet, but Nylander, eight point something? 8.5? Yeah, Nylander, Nylander got a good one. Um, good one for his, his skill set anyway. You know what? I think <laughs> like it's he he <sighs> got me. he got six years, right? And what was that? But he's junk, man. Like wasted not, year. Okay, I mean he's not junk, but I, I know what you're talking about. Wasted like, year. It's a wasted year for sure. But so he his contract carries an average annual value of ten point two million, while years two through six have a cap hit of six point nine. So it's a it's a very decent contract for a player that's completely below average right now. But again, to my point from a few podcasts ago, so, this is the NHL, so you can't just like take the summer off and like a few months off and expect to be good. And the fans shouldn't expect them to be that good either. Okay, I'm not the fullest. I don't have the fullest extent of knowledge towards contract law in the NHL. But is there a way you can sign Kachuk to a contract that? Pays him more, but has a cap hit of what Geo and what Monahan and Goudreau are getting. What teams are doing recently is that they're going heavy. They're going bonus heavy. So I think there is some workaround with a base salary versus giving them, you know, X amount of money for scoring X amount of goals or X amount of points or whatever. Does that count towards the cap? Well, I think they get creative with how the base of the of your contract work. So McDavid, for example, if you look at his salary throughout his, what, nine years or whatever the fuck they signed him for, um, like when you go to like Cap, it's not Cap Geek anymore, whatever it is, NHL numbers or there was a bunch of them. But anyhow, he had a bunch of asterisk, uh, asterisk on those numbers for every year because they don't denote some of the bonuses these guys get paid. So let's just go back here and think. Treliving negotiated Goudreau and he negotiated Monaghan. Amazing yep. deals. Great deals. He played hardball with Bennett and got Bennett on that bridge contract 1.95 deal. Yep. The right move. Um, honestly, I, if I have to guess, I got to side with Treliving because history's on his side. I'm going to say it's going to be somewhere between... It's going to be more than geo money, but it's going to be seven to seven to eight. And I don't even know if that rocks the boat in the club. I don't think it would because these players have to understand it's this is just economics right now. It has nothing to do with them. Um, but to Johnny seems a bit fickle like that, though. Yeah, but I think he got over it. I mean, his agent, his agent fucked up there. That wasn't anything to do with you know, Treloving thinking that he wasn't worth, you know, X amount of money that had everything to do with like Treloving going like, are you serious? You're okay with that? Okay, let's sign. Right. Like, you're not going to say no to that. I don't think GM, it was right? quite like that. No, but it, it might've been, there might've been elements of that. I, I think, mean, his contract so, plays his cards a lot closer to his chest. Sure. But if, if your agents come, if that agents come back to you, coming back to like your seven to 8 million per year you, as a GM, you're like, yeah, let, where do I sign? Right. Like I know it doesn't play out like that exactly, but he in his head is going, "Yeah, I'm signing that." I right think away. if Kachuk thinks he's getting 11 million, he's wrong. No, he's not going to. But he's also. I think if Kachuk also thinks he's getting dry sidle money, he's wrong. But he'll I, try. I, they will try. Yeah, I think they're gonna start at like 10. That's what I think they'll start at. And the Flames will be like, 
No, I don't think so. Yeah. So if you look at McDavid's contract and you but see... That's, the, not a, that's not a fair comparison, right? No, but I'm just <laughs> trying to explain to you because you asked about how they can maybe oh, get away right. with okay, the... Yeah. Uh, so his cap hit is $12.5 a, a year. Right. But he actually gets paid about $15 million, right? So well, it says there his bonus is $13 million, His base salary is $2 million. Right. So what teams are doing now is that they are going, okay, I'm going to just pay you in bonuses like a sign-on bonus and whatever the points bonuses are, but my base salary is going to be lower. So what I think happens is that it, it just brings down perhaps the cap hit on that respect. I don't know exactly the science, but there's obviously a play here. It's like, okay, you're paying McDavid, you know, a hundred million from 2018 all the way out to 2026, right? So what they did is they averaged it out, but your bonus is exceeding your base salary by almost 10 million at the onset. And then eventually gets closer and closer. Right. So whatever they do with the math, it, I mean, I don't think they can get away with really affecting your cap hit. Like in the end, like you're still paying your hundred million regard, right. regardless of how you've structured the bonus of the base. Um, but anyway, with, with regards to Kachuk, I agree with you. Like, I think he will go for dry sidle money, but he won't get it. And he's stuck, right? He can't go anywhere. And will he pull a Nylander? Probably not. Because I think Kachuk came up from, came from a hockey family that, seems like they're they are more blue collar hockey family rather than like a Nylander who comes from a hockey family where his father was more of a you know finesse player not the not the guy that gets his nose dirty right like he's the one that was kind of like playmaker kind of making dictating the game whereas Kachuk was a fucking he was a bru he was scored but he was a bruiser too he wasn't afraid to get fucking smoked in the face right and you know I think those mentalities change uh, the way are you saying Nylander doesn't want to get hit in the face? Is that exactly. why he wears well, a visor? Nylander, if, when you remember are you Don Cherry 2.0, if you remember Nylander, is it because he's European? Is that it? <laughs> if you remember Nylander on the Flames or French Canadian, do you remember when he was on the Flames? Which one? Michael, his father. How long ago was that? Like 80s, 90s? Not 80s. No, 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 no. It's like late 90s, early 2000s. Michael, early Nylander. 2000s. Yeah, Michael Nylander was on the Flames. Anyway, Michael Nylander was on the Flames. And he was, the, he was a playmaker. Every time he was on the ice, he used to drive me crazy. Whenever he had the puck, he would keep doing these spin-around moves. It's similar to what Goudreau does, but Goudreau actually pulls it off. But Nylander used to sit there and spin around, spin around, spin around, waiting for guys to get open, whatever. He was never a guy that would, he would never grind for the puck. That's my point. You have to have a certain mentality to be that kind of player. You know, Kachuk is the kid who's last to leave the dressing room and the last to get a massage from, from the physiotherapist because his dad taught him the ways of the culture of the dressing room. So he's not going to be the type of guy who's like, well, fuck you. I, I, you know what? I'll just hold out and go play in Europe for like 100 grand. No, he's right. not going to no, do that. But, right? I mean, but Nylander, Nylander somehow, some way thought that that was the right move to do. And maybe that was a play with his agent too. I don't know. Terrible agent, if you ask me, if that's, if that's what happened. But... You know, Kachuk will get. Trevin's not going to budge beyond eight. I don't see it. And I think we're going to find something between the seven to eight range. Right. So, you know, Nylander played. Huge speculation, though, right? Totally. But Nylander played the high stakes game, right? He played the. I'm just going to put these guys in a corner. I won't play. I'll detriment my own development, but I think I'll get more money out of it. Play like that's a risk for sure. It's a poker game, right? In the end, right. Whereas Kachuk is more like I'd rather just fucking play. I'm getting. I'll get enough money for now, and then like I'll just sign for three years and fucking you know go somewhere else if I have to. Right. Hopefully not. So, but I think Treloving will just say, well, okay, fine. You know what? I can't pay you dry subtle money, but I'll sign you for three years, so that I can appease you a little bit. That says you know what, you don't have to stick around that long, right? And if you do really well during those three years, if you're like a top five scorer consistently, then yeah, you fucking deserve more money, right? So a bridge deal. I could see a bridge deal. I probably would aim for that if I, I can't get what I want. I don't think the Flames' priority is to give him a bridge deal, but yeah. that's what might end up happening. But, might. but the knows? risk is, but the risk is, you know, then you got to pay him $11 million if he if he pulls it off, right? But at the flip side, 
you want that problem. You want to have to have this problem where you got to sign this guy for 11 million because it means that he fucking did something really good for you. Right? Um, but we're in a good position when it comes to that stuff. We got a bunch of young guys. They're all not getting paid that much. And Goudreau and Monaghan's contracts are fucking steals for how good they are. Those contracts are incredible, yes. But, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. I'm not envious of that situation that Trilliving's in, but I hope he gets signed. I hope it's a good contract. I hope. But then it comes down to, like, can you make. I hope it doesn't become a distractor. That I agree. And we definitely spoke, overspoke about it, but, you know, it, it comes down to now, what does Trelleving think? Okay, do I make a move in the trade deadline now, knowing that all this stuff is happening? Do I even bother with a rental? Speaking of which, right? do we make a move in the trade deadline? I'm, <clears throat> I'm saying no. I'm still saying no. There's those stone rumors, but I think that's more Winnipeg than us. Yeah. I, I, like, especially a rental. Like, if we're doing a trade for a player that's going to be in our long-term plans, then I don't mind it. But for a rental, I'm very against it. I can't see us doing much either, to be honest. And I'm okay with that. Let the boys grow. We, we got many years of these guys, and they're all young. They're all ambitious. They're all very talented. Give them some natural... Do I mess with a good thing? Exactly. Don't mess with a good thing. Let, let them grow. Let them grow together, especially. Right? On the, on the I guess, to support that, do you, do you think Tampa Bay would make much of a move? Probably not, hey? No, but if we were in Tampa's position with our goaltending, then I would for sure go for a rental at that point. Because I know then I have a very, very good chance of... Making that run this year. Tampa's, you mean, uh, I mean, rental goalie. Yeah, so I mean, if we had Tampa's record right now, and our, but our well, goaltending. We don't have their record <clears throat> because of I'm, our goaltending. I know, but <laughs> you're not listening. So I, I am. Just, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you have Tampa's record with this goaltending, then yes, you go for the rental. Right. Like otherwise, right now, there's no need to do it. Like I just let the kids grow. So if we went anywhere, you'd say rental goalie? If that, but the, again, the price I'm against for Bobrovsky probably being too much. I'm against the rental again, but agreed. Like if we're going to go for, I wouldn't even go for Bobrovsky. I don't want to ruin this mentality in the dressing room. The, the There's types, something the, fucking wrong the, with them. The types of rumors that are flying around right now are just crazy. They're just crazy rumors. Like I heard something about trading for Lulongo. No. Why? No. That guy still has term on his contract. And I want to keep my first round pick. Like, you know, you never know what we can get in terms of goaltending in the offseason. And there's no need to just keep giving up this first, first round pick because, you know, we have a good young core group of players. Let's just keep building on that. There's no need to make some crazy move right now. We're just not in that position. Like, does, does anyone really believe that we're going to win the cup this year? Like, I, I would love to, but it's, it's just Tampa's just hey, another level. We're up there, but Tampa's another level. Anything can happen in the cup final. For sure. But I'm okay with trying it with this team. We don't, like, I'm not, I'm not convinced enough to make the move right now. I'm more of like, just grow, guys, and give Riddick the chance. But, you know. I mean, I'd say if you have a, a decent opportunity at a decent price, go for it. But, <sighs> Riddick. We saw him. By the way, yeah, we saw him at co-op. We were going yeah. to co-op. We, we saw were going Reddit. to Midtown Co-op to pick up some beer and <laughs> and some stuff and uh, <laughs> to make this delicious Romulan ale. Um, tall guy, fuck. I, you know, I get, I always get surprised when I see these hockey, like especially goalies, in like face to face because they're a lot taller than you really give it credit for. You see him on TV, you see him at the stadium, but like you don't ever get a real appreciation for how t- like he's tall. He's big, yeah. He's a tall dude, he and I, tall. I don't think he really realized what we were because we both looked at him, said like kind of hey, but like you know not totally loud, and he kind of gave me a weird look. But anyway, um, it was kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. Well, Smith started back-to-back games for us, and he's starting next game too. You know that for sure? I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I saw, I think it was Pat Steinberg on Twitter that said that was a practice. That was a roster in practice. He was playing that. Smith against the Coyotes? Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah. Which I'm holding back from ranting about. I'm not a fan of it, though. I mean, someone's got to get hot if we're going to go anywhere in the playoffs. I know, but you, you know what? You just, then you just ruined that. 
that thing that we were asking for for so many years, the goalie that finally came in and did well, and then you just Mika. fucking stopped playing him. You can't do that. Like, the guy had an unreal record, and you didn't start him after the All-Star break. Like, the mismanagement of giving this guy the confidence that he's the number one goalie is just, it's unacceptable. And maybe I'm overreacting about it, but fuck me, he's a, he's a completely different goalie right now. And I, I think it had everything to do with the way he got managed. It was so avoidable. And then the pulling him in that one game for, yeah, he let in a couple weak ones, but Jesus, like, we never saw Smith do that, and you never pulled the guy. Like, don't... I think the leash is a lot tighter on Riddick. Yeah, but... For some reason, I don't know why. But... I agree, but <clears throat> this, this tight leash thing that Peters has is, is very biased. It's like, he either really likes you and he gives you the leash, or he's like... I'm going to give you the real fucking tough rookie treatment. And if for all intents and purposes, Riddick is a, is a rookie, right? He is. He only played a handful of games last season, but this year was his real, real season with him now. This is his first bona fide NHL season, so he's treating him like a, like a rookie, but he shouldn't be treated like a rookie. For that kind of fucking record, you just say, dude, you keep playing. I'm not saying play him every game like I was saying before, but... You better play him like 70% of the games and make him feel like it. Otherwise, you're going to destroy his confidence. And there you go. We're seeing it now. We're seeing it. He's letting in shit that he's never let in before. And I think that's mental. He's immediately <sighs> looking at the bench every time he gets scored on. That's not a fucking good mental state for a player. When you get scored on as a goalie, you immediately just put your head down, just Shovel that drink, puck out of the have ice. Have a skate. Have a skate. Have a drink. Have a drink. Pull your helmet off, whatever. Get your pad slapped. Yeah, and then just, you know, hit the fucking two posts with your stick, and that's it. Move on. Well, no, he's looking at the fucking bench. That's a bad <laughs> sign. I mean, whatever the rationale, it's got to be that we just need someone to get hot. Someone has to get hot. And I guess they think it's Smith. I just think it's just detrimental long term, right? I don't know. Are you really thinking long-term when you're getting close to the playoffs, though? Are you really? I'm still... But you still got to have a plan. Right, right. And Riddick is obviously part of that plan, but... But not anymore. If you continue to do this to him, he can't be part of that plan. Because he's not going to... He's not going to fulfill it. Right? I know. It's I a, don't, I don't look, know. it's a gray it's, area. It's hard. I don't, it's hard. Yeah, we don't have the answers. I, I agree with you. But it's just... It, it pisses me off because you had that and it was like this, you know, this situation, you got, you got thrown a fucking interception and you could have, you had a clear lane to fucking get a touchdown here and you didn't do it. You still fucked up and it really <laughs> pisses me off. Like we had the goalie. In fairness, after the all-star break, it seems like everyone was a little mismanaged, however it was, because we didn't come back sharp at all. I agree. The whole team. The, the whole team. team. Yeah, I agree with that. So but. maybe, maybe there was something in the dressing room that went on. I don't know, but but let me ask you this: like, why? If you don't, you question why Peters didn't start him the first game after the break. I think it all just boils down to Peters trusts Smith. For whatever reason, he trusts him. I mean, I think that as a fan, and you look at the way Riddick's played, as a coach who's you know. It's your new job. You got a veteran guy. You know this guy. You've seen this guy. He knows what goes on in the dressing room. I just think that Peters trusts Smith more than he trusts Riddick. And I can every time he said Riddick has to start or Riddick gets a consecutive start, it's like pulling teeth from the guy to get him to admit that. You know? Yeah, you're right. It it is in a press conference. He's like, "Well, um, I, I, I don't. It's a game time decision. We're gonna see." And even if he's like, "Yeah," he's like, "Yeah." Ritter's going to go. And it's, it's actually like someone's forced him. He's like, okay, I'm putting my, putting my life on the line here, but Ritter's going to go. He has no problem saying it's Smith, it's Smith, it's Smith. And in practice, it's Smith. Yeah. Three in a row, Smith. Back-to-back, Smith. Yeah. Lost in Florida, back in Pittsburgh, Smith. And I'm not saying anything negative about Smith. He's just he's not cutting it, and I'm looking out for the team. I, I think anything, Riddick had those bad games, and it cost him a lot. Yeah, but that's the problem. That and maybe Smith is the world's smoothest talker, and somehow convinced Peters it wasn't perhaps, his fault. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> but I mean, remember when Philly shot it from the blue line, and I steered it into the net? It wasn't me. 
wasn't me. It's just a flaw of principles at this point. It's it's a complete flaw to be like I think that the you don't coach, deserve to the play coach next game just if you let him the goals. for some reason. Yeah, I and I don't know why. Like like I said last podcast, like I defend Smith to to a lot of people and I say there's something that he adds to the I would say that he deserves a decent amount of credit for how Riddick has actually played this season because I think he provides that tutelage and and, and like the mentorship that Riddick desperately needs for a guy that broke the NHL this year like properly anyway and come put himself to a point where he's actually a very good goalie and a, a goalie that most teams would like to have um so smith has been providing some growth but i mean i'm just more upset about how it's just been handled in general and i would view him as our number one and and there's really no argument against it just compare the I, I records think if bill peters was where i am he'd say otherwise I know, but just I'd be like, well, look at the records, bud. If you're Bill Peters right, right now, who's your number one goalie? I'm I'm saying Riddick. It's, it's Mike Smith. Yeah, if you, I guess. If you're Bill Peters. Yeah. Bill Peters is the coach the Calgary plays. <laughs> I know, I know. We're just fucking couple hacks in he, my fucking living room. I know that. He just thinks but. that for some reason it's Smith, right? If the guy's starting three games in a row, he's our number one. Well, yeah, and he's on the road to be our number one again. I mean, but he, we I still just, have I to just score hope whatever decision goals. we come up with, it doesn't hurt us in the end. Yeah, but and whether s- that's long term or playoff or finishing first or second in the West, I don't know. The stats are just so simple. Sure, you, the stats. You got to score five or six goals pretty much every time Smith's in net. We scored five against Pittsburgh. That's why we won. It was five fucking four. He let in like two weak ones again. Like you just. Like, you really want to go into the playoffs thinking we got to score fucking five goals every game in the playoffs? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Did- Again, maybe it's he's trying to play him into form so they can sell him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, hey, that, that's, it. that's it. Okay. Wherever you, you are. You, you want to have this Romulan ale. I do. And wherever you are right now, if, if you could raise your glass, whether it's got Romulan ale or red wine or rum and coke, or whatever it is you like and to if, drink. If you're in Ashburn, Virginia, who's been listening to us there, we, we specifically salute you because you got to be one hell of a fucking Flames fan to listen to us consistently <laughs> and live in Ashburn, Virginia <laughs> and just and keep cheering on the boys. Like, good what for you. What is in Ashburn, Virginia? I have absolutely... I just Google mapped it one day and I was like, this is, that's a brave soul. So good for you. But hey, we... Man or woman, whoever you are. We raised a glass of probably... 140 proof alcohol to you. Yeah, this is unbelievably it's, it's a stiff strong. One. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it so much. You can always reach out to us, Flames Fancast on Twitter. We're there. Or flamesfancast at gmail.com. We're there too. Email us questions. Twitter us questions. Let us know. Let us know what to talk about. Just converse with us. That's why we do this. Get in touch with the fan base. And we'll talk about anything. You know, if, anything. if, you're, if your girlfriend cheated on you, just let us know. We'll, we'll fucking talk about it. A sympathies to you too, but yeah, there's someone better out there. Or for if you. your boyfriend cheated on you, so I can be all fucking, you know, neutral about this thing, right? I think if you wanted to be neutral, you should say your partner. Whoever, you really your partner, yeah, your partner who may or may not have a ring cheats on you, you can let us know. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Right? We'll talk about it. You know, that shit's fucking stupid, right? So we can talk about it. Thank you so much. Hoping for a win tomorrow at the Dome. Two o'clock puck drop for Calgary. Mountain time. Have yourselves a great morning, afternoon, or evening. Take care. Bye-bye.